0: See us this evening. I meant to mention this this morning, but I'm glad we're glad to have you guys back with us. Yes. After all your travels and sickness and we're glad to be here. just don't leave us again. <laughs> <I'm> so proud! <laughs> proud to be here. Proud to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Take me just a second, get all this stuff going. I'm not going to start it just yet. Any prayer requests this evening? I know. Remember, Sister Barbara, uh, Sister Andy, still praying for for you guys, of course. Always, we. It's important for us to pray for one another. Um, Cody and Brianna and Zoe are doing better. Look like Cody looked sounded probably sounded much better than I thought he was. Yes, yesterday yeah. when I saw him
1: he's
0: uh, doing
2: better with his glasses
0: he can see a better good even though he forgot to wear them to mold so he's missing some spots <laughs> call them, we call those blind spots yeah <laughs> well, it certainly was good to see him yesterday um, continue to remember um, of course sister Judy Byers um, sister Paula Dovers did get to go home yesterday I believe and said she was doing well she's got another surgery and I think some more rehab to do with her foot um, she's had quite a bit of difficulties with her foot so can you rem- remember her she's got a long road and I failed to mention this but brother Stan who is pastor there at Traskwood Allen um, he uh, asked for prayers this week number of their members have struggled there's Delbeck. Beck um, I don't know if you guys have met Del Beck but he's got a beautiful singing voice he's i've known him for many many years and he is um he if wife found him collapsed in their garden a couple weeks ago he got too hot he's had a horrible battle with cancer not to mention he's had he had an eye injury from her mowing from his wife mowing and it flung something him in the eye he had to have lost quite a bit of his vision so he's had quite a few health struggles um and uh so he's recovering doing better brother Frankie one of their deacons I've known for many years he's dear sweet brother um has been having some health issues I think he and his wife had had COVID recently and they it hit them pretty hard so I remember their their church there um remember um Addie of course as she continues to go through her treatments I didn't fail to check on Rhonda this morning I thought about that just before I came over here. I said, I didn't check on Rhonda today, so I'll text her and check on her after services. Um, continue to remember Andy's friend, Kathy, who she's asked prayer for. Um, remember my mother-in-law, Stacy Carl. Um, remember Allen, I can't... Is it your, uh, your cousin? James. old James Allen. James Allen, um, who had a reaction to that anesthesia yesterday and I this was, was a Friday Tuesday. Tuesday I just didn't get the text out oh goodness so um, pray for him he'll have surgery hopefully in two weeks yeah two weeks so remember him and his family um continue remember the church in New Macedonia who, who they've asked they've asked prayers uh, for, of us uh, remember Ruthie Beeman um remember our visitors Kathy and Fred um, I've kind of enjoyed quite a bit of texting back and forth with Kathy. She's they're just a sweet couple. Are they going back? No, they're still here, and they're going to be here probably for a little while longer. So yes. she, she said that that she texted me this morning and mentioned that she they weren't going to be able to make it today. Their their son and daughter in law is doing some home repairs, and uh, said that they needed they needed them today, but said they planned on being here next Sunday. So remember them. They've been a, an absolute blessing. Um. Continue. To remember Grandma June. I think she's trying to recover. I don't know if she got back in her home or not. I meant to ask. Um. Remember to ask Karen this morning. Um. Continue. To remember one of my coworkers, April Morris, who has. um they think she has skin cancer. She's got to have some procedures coming up. So remember her. Um. Remember Heather Martin and her family. Continue. To remember them. Um, remember, uh, brother Chris and sister Julie, bud they're coming, they're from Lancaster there, um, in California, and they're going to be coming to visit us on the 24th. And I meant to mention that this morning to see if the church wanted to do a special something on that Wednesday night, whether it's get together for dinner or have a special service that evening, what we wanted to do. Um, so, uh, be thinking about that. We've got some time before then, so I can bring it up next Sunday. Um. Continue. To remember Donna and her health issues. Um, remember, um, I mentioned Brother Daryl Ellis um, and the Church of Hawaii. Brother Daryl was a the pastor there at the Nonami Church on the Big Island, and he stepped down, and he's moving back to Arkansas. Um. So remember his family and the church there, as they call a pastor. Brother Dan Atkins is, I think, still doing some recovery, but he's doing better. So remember him. Um remember um, I mentioned last weekend Caleb Huss. Um he's a uh his mom and dad are members there at the church there in and Garnett where you met brother brother Ford from. And uh they're he's a fairly young baby and he's been in the hospital with high fevers. He did get discharged, he is home and he is doing much better, so uh remember their family. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything, anybody else I missed. Remember those of our loved ones that we want. Uh, we have a desire that they come and come to serve the Lord. Um, continue. Remember Megan Mosier. Uh, that's a friend of Teresa. That she is doing somewhat better. I think Teresa mentioned last time she was here. So remember her, and remember Joe's upcoming procedure on the fifteenth. Pray that all goes well for that, and. Any other prayer requests? remember Priscilla. Priscilla and them. Yeah, all the struggles there. Well,
2: and I start
1: back to work tomorrow, so I'm kind of dreaming that. What? let pray for the people that you going
0: to be working with. Right. Tony's going to be like, you're starting a whole new job again. <laughs> But thank the Lord, all that stuff's behind you. Yeah. How's Sherry doing?
2: She's <laughs> doing better.
0: Better? Yeah. I remember her as well. Okay. And Sister Tammy told me that Gerald is going to go back to work with Parkview in a couple of weeks full-time, I think. Um after all the ordeals he's gone through with him. So remember Tammy and Gerald as well and the family there. All right. Any other prayer requests? Make mention. If not, let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Brother Wayne, do you feel like leading us in a word of prayer?
3: coming to church and worshiping and serving you we know that it makes so much a difference in our lives that we want to share him with others and they don't seem to know that but once they experience it they know that they have been in a place that the Lord can touch their heart we ask that you would be with all of our families, be with the church here. Bless
0: the services tonight. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight we're going to start in the book of Galatians. We finished up our study in 2 Corinthians. Can't believe we finished that, Finished that much. Although, it's, I think it's been since what we started in March. <laughs> so, Galatians chapter 1. I'm going to get a drink of water real quick. I'll say a year, a year later, I'm doing a lot better with my vocal cords. Although, we've had more humidity this summer than we're used to, so... Alright, so in Galatians chapter 1 is where we'll start. Um, we're going to start down through the first, first half of this chapter. We'll start there in verse 1. Uh, if you feel like reading, we'll read around. I'll start us off and read read through the first five verses there. This is Paul, and an apostle, a man, uh, neither by man nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and, that, and all the brethren which are with me under the churches of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ of whom God, uh, excuse me, uh, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from the present evil world according to the will of God and our Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Tony, you want to read 6 through 10?
2: I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there are so, be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ, that though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, that that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men of God or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please
1: men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me is not of man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversion in times past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the Church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jewish religion above many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of the Father.
0: One more? Uh, uh, one more, yeah. But
1: when I please God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace.
0: Okay. Wayne, you feel like reading 16 through 20? <coughs> Is
1: it 15?
3: Uh, 16. To reveal His Son in me that I might preach Him immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, in other words, to the person. Mm-hmm. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them, which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia at the desert area, and returned again into Damascus. And after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter. And
1: abode
3: with
0: him fifteen days. Uh read read down through twenty, so two more.
3: But other of the apostles saw I none save or accept James the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write unto you behold before God.
0: And afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and was found uh, unknown by face unto the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith of which once he destroyed, and they glorified God in me. So, <clears throat> one of the first things I want us to be familiar with is uh, where where the churches at Galatia were. I'm going to try to get to where I, y'all can see. So it was a region here that kind of went up to the coast. And down, of course, it covered uh, Lystra, Iconium, and um, Pisidian Antioch. It, some of it, it's called Antioch, but it's Pisidian Antioch, which is kind of in this deep region here. So it kind of covered a good portion of Asia Minor, but there weren't a lot of churches that were that were mentioned in the scripture. Just those three in particular, Iconium, Lystra, and Pisidian Antioch. Of course, were mentioned over in the accounts and acts. Um, this was a uh, region in Galatia. Galatia was a region in central Anatolia, and what is now present day Turkey. Um, it was kind of like a highlands area, kind of like where we we are now. It's more of a plains highland type area. Um. So it was not a not on the mainstream, I guess, of where. You would think to travel. People typically would travel towards Ephesus and things like that. But still, enough that it had trade hubs there. So, brother Paul is writing to address these the, these grouping of churches here in this region. The uh, first part of his address, they mention specifically um, his greeting to them. He, of course, he starts there with Paul himself, that he was an apostle. And he says and all the brethren which are with me under the churches of Galatia he, of course this is a pretty lengthy greeting there covers the first five or so verses and he says grace be to you and peace from God our Father so favor favor and peace right um, and from our Lord Jesus Christ and he goes on to establish he says Christ who gave up his, gave up himself for us that he might deliver us from the present evil world according to the will of God and our Father to be glory and glory forever, forever and ever. Amen. So he's establishing here before he goes off into um, some of the things that he has he wants to talk to him about and he establishes that, one, he's he's an apostle. Uh, two, that he uh, sends his greetings and, and grace and peace there uh, from God and in Christ and from the brethren. And then he goes on establishing that Jesus, of course, who gave his life up for us. So one of the things he starts off in uh, the latter verse down there in verses 6 on is he begins to talk about um, some of the perversion of the gospel that had taken place there. Uh, One of the things that was mentioned specifically uh, that we've read, of course, in, in several of these epistles is that a lot of these Jewish brethren were trying to, of course, get them to observe tenants of the old law through circumcision and such uh, some of these Gentile brethren that were in the churches uh, in order to serve the Lord which was not the intent of the New Testament teachings and of course uh, that Christ came to suffice but the point was is that these were different from the gospel that had been presented from Christ and from the apostles after him so the accounts here is that many of these people were were trying were. were being led astray by different doctors. And of course Paul was trying to warn them of this. Uh, specifically there, he mentions there and um, <clears throat> let me see here. He says, and this, again we say uh, so so say I, now again if any man preaches any other gospel unto you, then uh, then that you have received, let him be accursed. For do I n- uh, now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please, man, should I not be a servant of Christ? She's like, all right. He's like, we. This is different. He says, these men that do this, they need let him be accursed. Why? Right, because he's teaching a different doctrine than what Jesus himself taught, and what Paul and the other apostles had proclaimed to the churches there. So we know from these accounts and the in these other letters, of course, that there were a couple of. Uh, competing thoughts. Of course, so I've talked about a little bit about Gnosticism, which was the like an angel worshiping hierarchy that was kind of a corruption of the gospel. Same thing of this um, sort of Judaized New Testament belief that you had to be circumcised. And of course, I'm sure probably a number of other perversions from pagan beliefs uh, we know that was so prevalent in the time in the area there. So he was warning them about being deceived. 2nd Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11 real quick. You guys just thought we were going to get away from Corinthians, didn't you? Chapter 11 and four verses there. It says, Would to God that ye could bear with me a little while in my folly, indeed, bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I am a husband espoused to you of one one husband, that I may present to you a chaste virgin of Christ. But lest I fear, by any means, a serpent beguiled Eve through her sub, uh, subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in, that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom ye have not, pre- we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted. Accepted, ye might well bear with him, for I suppose that I was not to wit behind the very chiefest of apostles. So what's the, what's the warning there? Paul said, you know, he says I'm jealous for you like a spouse is. He says that I may present you to Christ, that I may present you a chaste virgin, clean. He says, but. If someone comes teaching or preaching another gospel or, or sending you another spirit, he says, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. So what's the admonition there? Be aware of these things, right? Paul was talking about those folks that had come through and was were trying to usurp his authority as an apostle, as one from Christ. So just need to be mindful of, of, of this and that's some of the accounts as we look through the, and study in Galatians that will reference some of these points so don't be deceived he tells the church to be on guard Paul's encouragement to Timothy in 1 Timothy along similar lines First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3 he says, As "I sought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach not other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in the faith." So do. So again, here Paul is talking to Timothy about him to stay stay behind there at Ephesus to ward off some of these and teach about those that are that are teaching these doctrines that are not supposed to be taught we know this particular point in these letters that were written the churches were very very young and they weren't well yet well grounded in the scripture and in the teachings of christ of course we know uh, and we've talked about this in previous uh, studies that at this particular time there wasn't a written word like we have now um so which is mainly one of the reasons why those letters were circulated. the teachings of the gospel of Christ and what was expected of the church. That was exactly what the apostles were commissioned to do, was to teach and to show the early church what what they were to do according to uh, the gospel of Christ. He says, to instruct them not to teach strange doctrine. Let's look at Acts chapter 15. Such an occurrence where some contrary doctrine was being uh, taught, and there was some charges brought against. I think it was Paul and Barnabas there, Acts fifteen, verse twenty three. <clears throat> Actually, brother Tony, do you want to read twenty three through
2: twenty six? And they wrote letters by them after this manner. Apostles and elders and brethren, send greeting unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Sicilia. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul.
0: And 26 through, I guess, really, I've kind of cut that off, but 26 through 29, Joe? Okay.
1: Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things around. For it good. Lay upon you no greater burden than those necessary things that you abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, for which if you keep yourself, you shall do well. Fare you well.
0: Go ahead and read 30. I think it's in the classroom. Yeah, I thought about that. Does she have a mess? Yes. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think there's a dress and there's a dress in there, and some diapers and wipes. It should be in the in the in the classroom there. Thank you. Sorry about that. I've got I lost my spot there for a minute. <clears throat> so here in uh, in this account in Acts uh, he's talking about the account of teachings which led to some difficulties amongst the church there where he started there he says that uh, they wrote it's talking here what we read is about the letters that they had wrote uh, in response to those teachings so the council at Jerusalem hearing these teachings wrote of course they convened and I guess recalled Paul on and them and, and made a decision regarding what what the teachings were and then of course what happened there (laughs) they wrote this response and they sent them back and said okay this is what this is what we've come up with he says then they wrote the letters by them after the manner that apostles and elders and brethren and send greetings unto the brethren of the gentiles in antioch syria and cilicia so he wrote these wrote these letters back to these churches here uh, to send with not only other messengers but along with Paul and Barnabas so they could testify to it as well uh, and have witness as to what uh, the council there at Jerusalem decided. It says, For as much as we have heard a certain with which we went out from us have troubled you with words subverting your souls saying that ye be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandment. So the commandment and the teaching was is that they were concerned that they needed to continue to circumcise uh, and and of course that wasn't the teaching of the gospel so when the council there at Jerusalem made this determination they sent this of course representation back with Paul and Barnabas along with this letter to attest to what had been done and they were instructed not to what not to not to follow after these teachings he says, we have sent therefore Judas and Silas who shall also tell you the same things by mouth for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these things necessary that ye abstain, what, from meat and uh, offered to idols and from blood and from strangled things and from fornication of which ye keep yourselves and ye shall do well, fare you well. Says, so they, when they dismissed, they went to Antioch and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle. Goes on in accounting there about what what happened afterwards, which we don't have time to go through. But the same thing you see, they were discouraging them from teaching other doctrines or other uh, commandments that weren't proclaimed by the Lord or by uh, taught by any of the apostles. Also, so and afterwards, you see kind of a little bit of a of a revival there, a little bit, uh, some excitement there in their journeys. and their encouragement wasn't to wasn't to beat these people up but they wanted them to understand that the scripture taught very specifically regarding these things so just as we are reading over there in Galatians that that is the encouragement as that they stay away from these alternate doctrines that are not that are not acceptable to the lord they they not be mis, uh, misled into into error there These warnings were absolutely necessary for the church. Let's see here. So, let's go back over to Galatians chapter 1 again. He talks about there in, in uh, verse ten. He says, "For do I now persuade men, or God, or do I seek to please men? For yet, yet I please men; I should not be the servant of Christ." Think about the account over there of, uh, uh, of Paul and them. Or they were what? They were flogged and told not to teach the things that they were teaching again. And they flogged them and sent on their way. He says, "Be quiet! Don't teach these things no more." They went away rejoicing, and what did they do? They went right back to teaching those things, didn't they? Because they were—that was the thing that was commanded to the Lord, teaching them the truth, uh, teaching others the truths of, the, of what uh, the gospel of Christ was. Let's look at Romans chapter sixteen. Romans chapter sixteen few short verses there. Romans chapter 16, about verse 17. So I'll read the first two verses and I'll have Brother Wayne, if you will read 19 and 20. So I'll start us off in 17. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offense contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words words and fair speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has come abroad. Into, oh, excuse me, I'm trying to read your verse now, Wayne. Verse nineteen there. I'm getting carried away.
3: What,
0: what chapter is it? Uh, chapter sixteen of Romans. Sixteen. And it's verses nineteen and twenty.
3: come abroad unto all men. I am glad there before, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning me. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.
0: Amen. I'm not sure how for you. That's, that's perfect. That's all. So, here in in this account in the last chapter of Romans, uh, he's encouraging the brethren here, um, young and old alike, that they had to know what was going on, be aware of what was going on around them. Of course, remember, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, there was no printed, printed writings at this particular time in Mass like we have today. Um... So it was necessary for him to write the churches of Rome to, to encourage them regarding this. Of course, he says, "Their brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offense contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them." Why? Because they do nothing but cause problems in the church, wouldn't it? And lead people astray that, that were, that were uh, easily persuaded. Why do you think it's all the all the more important that we come together as a church unit when we have the opportunity to to encourage one another and, and uplift one another for this particular reason here uh to keep to protect our own, right? And anyone that will have a desire to hear the Lord's word to come and 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 grow and and learn learn from the Lord. It says "For they are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speech they deceive the hearts of simple. So by their words, their good, flowing words, they sound good, but they're what? They fill them up with nonsense, right? It says they confuse the, the hearts of the simple, or deceive the hearts of the simple, rather.
3: Like we have,
0: it be easy to do that. You could twist a word here or there by hearing, you know, yeah. knowingly or unknowingly. Sometimes that's why it's all the more important for us to be acquainted with the scriptures, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's why that's one of the reasons why that the Lord did, set the church up the way He did because it's easy to twist and manipulate those words. I'm thankful we have the written word as we do. Uh, people, not that it makes us any better than that, them that didn't have it. Think
3: be
0: easy. Easily mm-hmm. persuaded. Yeah, and
3: changed into
0: mm-hmm. that God never intended for us Amen. It's kind of the same way with uh we talk about um end times. You know, it's hard to understand, it's it has di- it's difficulty understanding sometimes. I, I know I do, I struggle with it as well. But there's a reason why the Lord wrote that this much of the Scripture regarding our lives living up to the, to the end of times, isn't it? Because we, it's easy for us to get led astray by, or down a rabbit hole, for lack of a better word. <laughs> so that's exactly right. I agree with that, Brother Wayne. He says, uh, he warns him, he says, those that do this don't serve the Lord but their own appetite, basically. He says, your obedience is known abroad. We know this about you. He says, I'm glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto which is good and simple concerning which is evil. So, wise, having knowledge of, of, of what is good and innocent of what is, he says, simple there, innocent of what's bad, Right? And then he goes on there. He says, the "God of peace shall bruise at Satan underfoot." Shortly, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, Amen. We know, <clears throat> particularly regarding the writings of Paul and some of these other apostles dating at this time, that the uh, it was getting close to the Roman Empire towards the end of the Roman Empire, and kind of. Seeking that these abominations that had been done and this uh, watering down of the Word, those things would soon come to an end or the conflicts that they faced would soon end. Um, Some instances, I think here, he was also talking about reaching the end of our life when those things will soon be dealt with, basically. So nonetheless, he says, the Lord will put Satan under, under subjection. He says, The favor of the Lord be with you. <clears throat> Let's look at Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Well, I honestly don't think we'll get through the end of this chapter tonight. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7. Verses 13 through 23 there. So there's about 10 verses. So about, do about three apiece. Brother so Tony, you want to start us off there in verse 13?
2: Seven thirteen.
0: 13 Yes, sir.
2: Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction. And many be there which go in it and thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few here uh, be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing,
1: but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Sixteen through um, sixteen
0: through eighteen.
1: You should know them by their fruits. Do do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even. So every every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree, tree bring forth good fruit.
0: When you read 19 through 21... Uh nineteen through twenty-one. Uh-huh.
3: Okay. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down, cast into the fire. <clears throat> Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of the Father which is in heaven.
0: And many shall say to me that in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then, while I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So this particular passage of Scripture, Jesus was uh, taught in such a way that they be aware that Jesus was the only way uh, to God the Father. And, of course, we know that the Jews were still hanging on to the tenets of the law and were sort of blinded from the prophecies that they held they held so closely they thought it was a physical reign, and it wasn't a, going to be a physical reign, but Christ had come to establish an even better representation of the kingdom of God so in their ignorance here, of course, Jesus is teaching here regarding regarding entering into the kingdom. And of course, according to this the Jews and their arrogance, they being thinking that being the chosen nation made it all right, um, that they were all right, that they didn't have anything to worry about, which was of course incorrect. Um, what Jesus wanted them to learn was to learn obedience through faith, and recognizing that he had come to suffice the law to make a better way for them through the practice of, of course, what we talked about, obedience and trust, uh, doing what the Lord had, had called them to do by coming through Christ himself. But instead, <clears throat> some thought to, of course, through our accounts that we read here, thought to pervert the gospel. Of course, Jesus taught there. He says, it's, it's difficult. He says, broad is the gate. What do you say? Brought us away, wide is the gate which leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. So, again, we have that Jesus talking about it. It's pretty easy to go go the the easy way, isn't it? There's not any curves. There's not any any difficulties. There's not much detour. You just do what you want to do, right? You'll get there. But Jesus's teaching was quite contrary to this broad way and broad gate uh, statement that he made there. He goes on. He says, "Enter ye at the straight gate." Excuse me, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there are that find it. So straight, small, narrow, hard to find. Um, we've talked a couple times regarding the eye of the eye of the, camel, or eye of the needle which was a gate typically utilized in a city during times of siege. They would close off the city and anybody that was outside the gate, the only way they could get in was through this tiny gate and they had to unburden their camels and they'd have to go through on their haunches to get through this door, unburdened, of course, of their load and their their owner trying to get them through this door. So that's kind of the idea that, uh, of course, Brother Gary Smith and I have talked about this and several other brethren. It's kind of the depiction you get from the straight gate it's tiny it's hard to find you got to really diligently seek it to find it right but when you find it you what you commit that to memory don't you that's at least the, the intention I see behind this because why you get to that straight grade, and you're going to be delivered from what you got behind you right that's the intention here Christ is trying to point out he says that this, this way is, is hard to find he says, beware of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You know them by their fruits, and do men gather graves and thorns and figs and thistles? So he's talking here about these teachings that are contrary to, to, to the gospel here, the perverting of the gospel. He says, no such thing will accomplish serving the Lord through these contrary gospels, right? They seek to deceive and to manipulate and to defraud the Lord of of what? A victory, but of course, like Satan, Satan has just a temporary amount of authority, doesn't he? So just as these men seek to deceive others, their their uh, their reign will be short-lived, won't it? Even today. We see the same thing most of the time. people that are given to deception or causing problems they don't last very long, do they? They typically get found out for the frauds that they are, or just like any of them they die at their they die at the hands of someone else or you see that with a lot of these people that have these cult religions typically they start out with something. Something innocent, and they morph into something far more sinister, like those people that drank the Kool-Aid and died. There wasn't no, there wasn't any any deliverance from that, was there? They died holding on to that, to that belief. And what do they get for it? That's sad. Jesus preaches a different gospel that's a true and living way that doesn't lead to things like this, these disappointments. So. Back over to Galatians chapter 1 and we'll close. I won't be able to finish what we've... I'll save the rest of it for next next week. Galatians chapter 1. <clears throat> Back over there, he says, he says... Verse 9, he says, As we said before, so I say now again, If any man preached you any other gospel unto you, then that... Ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I know now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men, for yet I please men? I should not be the servant of Christ. So Paul said, Let these men be accursed, he says, if if they come teaching us other gospel, he says, Did I come to please men? No, that's not the case. I didn't come to please men, but I came to please God. Of course, as we get down into next week, he'll, he starts to talk a little bit about his conversion there. Beyond this point, uh, after he, uh, of course, presents these warnings there in the first, first uh, through the first ten, the first five verses that greeting, and then of course the five, uh, verses five through ten, he talks about the perversion of the gospel. These are things which the churches at that time needed to be aware of. Of course. Particularly, the church at Galatians was dealing with some difficulties in our midst. He says, "You, you've left. You're, you're, you're looking after these things. You don't need to be, be caught up in these things." So next week we'll start there. Um, we'll pick up there in verse eleven of chapter one, and uh, we'll hopefully finish out the rest of that chapter. So any questions or comments parting shots so I hope that you guys get something out of this and uh, as much as I do I enjoy I enjoy reading to this and studying and, and seeing what where the correlation is in the scripture. it's good stuff. So well, thank you for your attention. We'll all stand to be dismissed.